You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 270. My name's Turner Sparks. And I'm Michael Kaplan. You can find me at Turner Sparks. Dot com. You can find me in New York City all this summer. I will be back on the road in the fall doing stand up comedy. You can find Kaplan at Cap in America on all social media mm. platforms. I'm at Turner Sparks on Instagram. I got to get my Instagram numbers up, Cap. Yeah, you know, it's hard for you because you don't have kids. I just use my kids and my dog just to, to get all my numbers up. I don't yes, do anything myself I don't either. <laughs> you don't got either. You got to have a kid so I can get my Instagram numbers hired. That's the main point <laughs> of having children. The main number one reason for children is, is social media. So you can, they can, you hand the ball off. Sometimes you can't do all the, take all the shots in the game. You need yeah. someone else to carry the offense. They can carry all the creative because it's cute. It doesn't seem over the top when you post their stuff. So, Everyone yeah. loves to see kids. And then and, and you really take it up a notch. I got a dog in a wheelchair. So that's like extra level. <laughs> I saw a competing dog in a wheelchair the other day walking down the street in New York City. I was saying Pancakes Kaplan's going to be very upset. Yeah, you should tell her Pancakes. Your dog's uh, I feel bad for your dog, but Pancakes Kaplan's cuter. So on the podcast today, Kaplan, we're talking about hungry. We have uh, joining us in a few minutes. We have stand up comedian uh, Gerge Litkoy coming to the show. Gergay, I'll tell you all about him later, but he founded uh, Hungary's first stand up comedy club. So we're going to get into that. Plus, I want to we're going to learn uh, um, about the, the the strongman president, prime minister, excuse me, Victor Orban of Hungary. I've heard about him tangentially, you know, but but I don't know much about him at all. We'll get into that in a minute. But Kaplan, before that, we need people to join our Patreon. Uh, Seriously. Patreon channel. It's we're, our numbers are going down. I don't know how this is happening. We're, <laughs> we're getting better. The show is getting are, better. Our, our lost in American numbers are going up. They're going. It's like so not, more people are listening to this show, but mm. less people 
are then deciding we're they, they decide we're good enough to talk about politics. But <laughs> it's very strange because we're politics, politics, but we're not good enough to talk about ourselves. No, we know more about the world than ourselves, apparently, or yeah, more interesting, which is untrue. We just came up with our re- most recent episode. We got we came up with like six ideas on how to solve the abortion crisis in America. So but we're not giving <laughs> those out for free. It's five dollars no, a month. If you want to hear got, those ideas, we've got we've got some great ideas. We're going to I have a big announcement that I'm going to be making. I'm not going to make it on this show because this this is free. So if you want big announcements in my life, you got to go to Patreon. So uh, Kaplan yeah. is gay. <laughs> I'm plus lots of pluses, whatever he's I'm going to announce plus. at minimum. He's a plus. I'm a minimum of plus, but I, that's, that's a teaser. The rest of it's coming. Guess on the who else won't hear that announcement because they don't listen to our Patreon. Show. Your wife, Randy Kaplan. She is a subscriber, but I don't think she listens very. No, often, but that's so. okay. We don't mind. If you guys want to subscribe to our Patreon show to support us, like yeah. you don't have time to listen. That's fine. My you know, po- you yeah. Can, but my point yeah. is it would probably be important for her to learn that you're gay. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, but she'll, our list, Tug, Tug will know explain. before Kaplan's wife will know. She's How like, I don't explain a lot. <laughs> Kaplan. But, uh, yeah. All right. So patreon.com slash lost in America. That's where you go. $5 a month. You get us doing our comedy podcast a few times a week. 30 minute show. Listen to it on the way to work. It takes, as we've said before, no matter where you live in America, it takes 30 minutes to get to work. Yeah, every even if you work at home, there's well, stuff to do. If you work from home, you got to get from the bathroom to the Are you doing laundry, walk the dog, flipping yeah. eggs. This is the reason you want. This is the reason you fight to work at home. If you're one of those elites who could still work from home. Yes. So you can listen to our podcast while you work. So that's the reason. And if you move to the suburbs, month. sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, if you're one of those people who moved like two hours away because you don't want to have to commute and now you got to commute. We got three episodes a week for you. Look at that. For $10 a month, we went to number one in Armenia famously. Yes, we did. And now you get uh, our, our mug, which I'm holding up here for everyone watching us on YouTube. You can, for $10 a month, we will send you a Lost in America number one in Armenia mug. And for all of our Armenian fans out there, we drew the map the old way. The proper map. Yeah. The only map of this podcast. Before they lost the war last year. Yeah. I just spilled coffee all over myself trying to show that off for the camera. I'm a mess. All but right, anyway. we'll all leave from here on out. Anyway, for $20 a month, you get your own ad on this show. So that's it. Patreon.com slash Lost in America. And you get the joy of supporting the arts. You're a patron yeah. of the arts. It's tax deductible, probably, maybe. There are countries in the world, perhaps the one we're going to talk about today, where they where the arts are, might be under attack. Who knows? And, and in this country, you can support them by supporting all right. us. Speaking <laughs> of that, let's get to it, Kaplan. Yes. What do you know about Viktor Orban and what's happening in Hungary? What, I mean, my main thing I know is that he's um, the I hear it from the American conservatives, the Fox News is the Tucker Carlson types. They just are smitten with this guy, Orban. I keep seeing like profiles of him. They They're love going him. over. They love him. He's going to speak at CPAC is CPAC. That's the conservative conference here in America. He's like one of the headliners. He's like one of the main and he's in, not an American politician. It's like an American. Politi- what, does Trump go to that? Or no? Oh, I'm sh- I'm sure Trump. Yeah. Trump loves this guy, too. I think Trump and him are buddies. OK, um, so I just think he's like he's like really he got on early. He was an early adopter to the nationalist, populist, right wing craze that's sweeping the world like this guy's been doing it for a decade. Anti-immigrant, anti-gay. He, he, he was the first don't say gay politician. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, and he's he's he, but he's ironically because Hungary is a former communist country. And he was one of the, you know, who got freedom and democracy. But he, I believe, is very tight with Putin. 
he's the one guy in Europe who is uh, who's yeah. got Putin's back. And it's interesting it's because now. he's tight with Putin, but they're also hungry. If you do a little digging, you'll find out they're also part of the EU. Yes, that's the, he's part the of the European <laughs> Union. So how are you tight with Putin and part of the European Union? That's got to cause that's got to ruffle some feathers as yeah, said, that's gotta cause an issue or two, I would imagine. Right. Yeah. He's like Putin's inside man. He's giving them all the what they're saying about him at the meetings. Well, so. I want to find out what's happening there, what's happening, uh, how that squares with Ukraine. That seems that would I would imagine be an issue. Yeah, and, um, I know they don't want to put sanctions on Russia the way the rest of Europe does. But also, we should say he just got reelected in April. Yes. Right. So somebody likes him. <laughs> well, we're going to find out if they're real elections or if because I know people from are saying, what I've read, they he seemed to be democratically elected. I don't I don't know, but it, it seemed to be somewhat of a fair election. But I, I don't really know. So anyway, let's get our guest in. Let's this guy out. is fantastic. Uh, he was um, brought to us by our good friend, Peja Bajevic, who our listeners mm. know and love out there in Croatia. Um, this do. man opened the first comedy club in Hungary. He also was the first program director at Comedy Central Hungary. Very cool. Wow. Uh, everybody, please welcome Gergely Litkoy. Gergely, welcome to the show. How did we do on our in our synopsis of your country's <laughs> prime minister? Yes, it's um, it's it's hard to summarize it because uh, uh, it's twelve years now. Uh, I guess he started it uh, two thousand ten. Uh, this uh, cycle because he was elected first time, I guess, around 2000. So uh, it was uh, his first uh, term as a, a prime minister. And now he was uh, uh, he was voted uh, f- uh, or his party was voted with a two third majority uh, in the uh, parliament. So the majority of Hungarians love Viktor Orban, I have to tell, if we uh, call this two-third majority a real majority. I guess uh, um, 8 point, uh, or three, uh, 7.3 million people haven't uh, voted for him, but, um, but uh, the rest did. What percentage of, so how many people roughly are in Hungary? It's 10 million altogether. 10 million. Less than, less, less than 10 million. Less than 10 million. And how many people vote? Like what, what percentage of people vote? Uh, it's uh, altogether, I guess it was uh, 2.7 million votes uh, he got, if I'm if I remember oh, correctly, okay. so, so, so that's a lot. So it's uh, an absolute majority, even if we uh, check the numbers. Um, it was an ele- and, uh, it was legitimate it, election. It, it was like a real it was a legitimate election, though, right? It, he it was, was a legitimate like, election. So yeah. there are uh, little tricks in the set system. For example, the uh, government uh, and the uh, governing party. Uh, sorry, but my child started. <laughs> it's okay. No problem. Uh, he's got a big Instagram game too because he's got children. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all right. He's uh he's de- dealing with so so yeah yeah. We, we people... have to deal with different issues. So family issues, no problem, uh, and and also uh, state issues. So uh, 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 Returning to the topic of uh, the voting, so uh, the first uh, problem or the first interesting thing that uh, the government supported 
uh, Fidesz as a party, which is quite strange. Uh, and there are also uh, uh, civil organizations supported or um, or funded by the government, uh, and they also uh, supported financially the campaign uh, of the <laughs> uh, governing party. So altogether, it was 11 times uh, what the government and uh, their supporters spent, what uh, the opposition spent, which so- uh, which is, I, I, I won't say it's a fair play, because in Hungary, there are regulations what the party can spend. And even they were over this limit uh, uh, as a party. If we summarize it, it was uh, multiple times uh, more that it is allowed uh, uh, by the law or uh, legal regulations. And so, uh, the second... Just to jump in quickly, Fidesz is the, uh, for our listeners, Fidesz is the party of Viktor Orban. Yeah. So to, to recap what you just said, his... The government, which usually will stay out of an election in most countries, they'll let the parties get elected however they get elected. They don't support one person or the other. Uh, The the government actually gave money support to to Viktor Orban's party, a campaign contributions, a campaign contribution when he was running against his opposition. Yeah, that's um, and they don't give to the other parties. So while, yes, he did get the most votes. Um, the the media, the, he had more money to go do advertisements and all that. Yeah, thing. and it is only the advertising uh, or the advertisement money uh, uh, um, because the state media is totally controlled by the government. So it's not a it's not the BBC standard media, but it is uh, uh, supported with uh, hundred billion foreigns, uh, and it. Uh, there, there was the leader of the opposition uh, uh, who could spend five minutes altogether in four years in state media. Oh uh, five minutes. You got to be, be, be brief. That's, get that's, to the point. Tight five. Edit yourself. Tight five. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you have to pull yourself yourself together when you have uh, such a big opportunity in four years in five minutes. And is so that it, the law? It has to be dense. I. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> you gotta talk fast mm. yeah bring some props <laughs> wait um so uh uh Ger- Gerge, is that the law that you can own that they get five minutes in four years or that's just- yeah because there is uh, there is a, a regulation for elections where all parties have five minutes to present their program and because they didn't dare i guess to change that that's why all the parties had these five minutes but uh, for four years they had nothing uh, uh, in media they uh, they are not invited uh, once even opposition uh, representatives stormed the uh, um, the state television building uh, in order to get into it and have some uh, presence in, uh, in 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 Hungary and state television. Did they, so they got an extra Did minute? They... <laughs> it, it was quite an awkward situation because the uh, I guess the even the opposition is not the best uh, of all given oppositions in the world in Hungary. So there was um, a, a female representative uh, who tried to enter. Uh, through a door, but uh, she didn't succeed. Sne- so it, she got caught sneaking into she the She couldn't TV. open it, so it, it was <laughs> quite... Wait. 
quite uh, sad for the country, <laughs> but quite funny for us. Oh, she couldn't yeah. know, like she physically couldn't open, couldn't open the door. No, 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 because it was uh, uh, to pull and uh, uh, it she was, was pushing. To pull and it, it, it tried to push. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and I mean, that's how democracy dies. Yeah, you don't deserve to be elected it, if you it get close, it is closed. We cannot enter as someone. Open the door. Someone so just came and opened it. Yeah. Type security. Oh my. Yeah. That always security. gets me. I yeah. hate when I, I think I'm going no, in it, for a poll and it's a push. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I say that uh, Hungary is not a proper dictatorship, not a proper democracy. We do everything at the seventy percent level. So that's <laughs> that's what we can read. <laughs> and so he won. With 2.7 million votes in a country of 10 million. So as you say, over 7 million people didn't vote for him, whether they didn't vote at all or they voted yeah, for the opposition. I guess it's not the biggest problem because um, mm. if you uh, see um, different election systems or electoral systems, yeah, you can be in even a very small majority uh, uh, total um, elections and uh, uh, or all the seats in the parliament in Britain, for example, because if you win, then you take all the votes. In in Hungary, there is a compensation system. So even the votes uh, are counted, uh, which uh, are not uh, resulting in a seat in the parliament. So it's not, not, a, not a very bad system. It's a quite a sophisticated system. I guess if you put uh, everything together, then you see the whole picture. So in Hungary, for example, the countryside um, is uh, really Fidesz uh, supporter. So they try to do some kind of gerrymandering, you know, that, that uh, cities put together with the countryside, but uh, they hadn't uh, uh, have to do something big because geographically it's, it's hungry, just a bit the tweaking on the system to uh, to make it work and which is very uh, uh, interesting that uh, uh, even the winner is compensated so if you are the winner in an elections you uh, got uh, you get the uh, some percentage of the lost votes or some uh, pieces from the lost votes that were uh, casted for you Wait, you get what? You get, if you're the winner, you get yeah. Then there is a so-called we, we call it uh, or the pol, uh, like or the, uh, political scientists call it uh, a winner compensation system. A uh, winner compensation yeah. system. Yeah, so they they get uh, uh, also uh, additional votes. Well, you get okay. more votes for winning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, if, if we if we put it very simply, yes. Uh, but it's a more complicated system. But it's yeah. a bit oh. So if your party but, wins, you get even more votes as a percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than, but not uh, for winning. But uh, for the lowest votes that uh, were casted for the winner are not, uh, but uh, not. Um, uh, turned into seats in the parliament. They get also compensation for that. Okay, and. As you said, in the countryside, they support Viktor Orban's party. They support Fidesz. So what is it about the countryside everywhere? It's the same everywhere. Yeah, It supports, middle, like middle in hungry. America, it's Trump. When Trump wins, he wins with the rural, like the, not the, he always loses in the cities and wins in the countryside. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same dynamic. Yeah, it's, it's hard to answer what, what is the, 
problem with the countryside. In, in Hungary, my, my feeling is that, that there was not a real alternative. So in, in, in the US, you've got, an, you've got Democrats, you've got Republicans. In Hungary, the opposition is a quite a uh, mess. So there is the far right party who tried to uh, enter into the center, which was very funny because uh, uh, people were busted with uh, Heil Hitler's and other pictures. And, uh, <laughs> Heil Hitler. <laughs> Yeah. They, he thought that it was the center, how Hitler. Yeah, and they tried to. No, they were the far right. They right. Tried to said, adopt to the center. Because what right, happened? Right. I'll explain it for our listeners. What happened is or- Orban was so powerful, so strong in getting. It seemed like he was going to get reelected. All of the opposition parties banded together. Oh right, right. Yeah. To yeah. go it against him. Quite, so you had the Nazis. All together. Yeah, everything uh, together. And uh, there was a feminazis. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, (laughs) uh, far right people. I I do not want to be uh, very, very uh, edgy about this. But but there was a pre-election in Hungary, which was organized as a civil organization to know uh, who is the most potent um, candidate for a seat uh, in the parliament, and uh, so it uh, it was a quite strange situation because you can vote also for the prime minister candidate or the shadow prime minister, and um, uh, uh, after the first uh, round, there was a second round, and the third uh, uh, who c- came up third was uh, named as the prime minister because of uh, dealings uh, in the opposition. And after that, he was the uh, shadow prime minister or uh, the prime minister running against uh, candidate uh, running against Orban. And they lost. Uh, He lost. And then the opposition said that it was his fault. Uh, (laughs) But they elected it and then... It was his fault. So it's uh, it's so the first one is that there is no real alternative for the countryside to vote for because uh, if you are uh, conservative, it was a joint list with left wing parties, liberals, uh, green parties, and even uh, even uh, this uh, far right uh, party, which is quite confusing for a voter that uh, they were blaming them and shaming them for years, and they now uh, are acting together. It is, I guess, it is it, it is a, a major problem problem in Hungary. The second one that. Um, uh, uh, for the countryside, uh, there is uh, uh, a lot, a lot less uh, um, um, uh, information sources than in in Budapest, for example. Uh, the local media uh, in little cities uh, or villages was bought up uh, by the government by uh, foundation. It's called Cashmo which uh, <laughs> sounds very ominous. Uh, it's Central European Media uh, Foundation. Uh, it's an abbreviation for that. And uh, all the local news outlets were bought by this uh, uh, propaganda machine, and they are just pushing uh, the central uh, messages to them. So it is very hard to get uh, independent information um, in the countryside. Um, the third one, um, I guess, it it 
it used to be a, a, a right wing or conservative uh, part of Hungary forever. So uh, maybe there were, uh, the major uh, difference was that the bigger cities were uh, uh, were better uh, off uh, earlier with the left or the, or the opposition, but now they lost also a lot of uh, uh, voters there. Uh, not mainly, but uh, because this mix up. For example, this far right party, I guess, lost uh, several hundred thousand votes because they ran together with <laughs> their uh, arch enemies. Yeah. Everyone pissed off their bases, basically. Yeah, yeah. So he's, so um, Viktor Orban, since he's coming to power, 2000, I know he was he was prime minister once in the past, but from 2010 until now, it's been 12 years straight of him as the prime minister. Um, Kaplan did some research. It looks like what he did just to go through a few things he's done in the past. He removed gender studies from master's programs at universities, banned subjects at Hungarian universities. Uh, he outlawed that uh, you're not allowed to like change your birth. Well, your, Gen- your, your gender, I guess you can't change. He was your on gender. top. Of, this is years ago. He was doing this no, same sex yeah, couple adoptions. Yeah. Um, yeah. All the, all the familiar things that they're just the, the culture wars that we do Florida. here. We call it. Yeah. Uh, he he, said Republican dreamland Hungary. He made it a Republican like, dreamland. Republican heaven. This is why yeah. he's headlining CPAC. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. main thing he's done, which I think also there's if you go f- not all Republicans, but if you go far right, they would agree with is he's very close to Vladimir Putin. Right. And the far left in America would love that as well, actually. But uh, he's he, he seems to have hitched his entire uh, his wagon or whatever you want to call it to to Russia and to Putin. So when this war came about with Ukraine, um, he's one of the last countries, and you can tell me if this is correct, but from what I've read, he's he has Hungary as one of the last countries still supporting, or I guess staying neutral in this. Is that right? Yeah, but but starting for, from the gender issues, just very, sure. one very typical gender issue, I, I <laughs> which, which was very uh, sad and funny. Uh, we had... Uh, 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 the pandemic in Hungary, it was, I guess, the third wave where it, 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 it had a very high death toll in Hungary. And on a Friday evening, I guess it was after 8 uh, uh, p.m., uh, the leader of the Christian uh, Democratic Party oh. uh, just filed a, a bill uh, that stated that uh, if you are changing your gender, uh, you have to uh, show it in your ID, your original name and gender. So it, we were just uh, thinking about it. What was the experience <laughs> that, that made him uh, uh, file this bill? What happened last night uh, sure. that, uh, <laughs> that he had to to incorporate in the Hungarian body of laws this very important, <laughs> important... Uh, he got uh, tricked, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that, that crying game. Uh, yeah, I he was, went out with what he thought was a beautiful lady. and Yeah, uh, and turned out that 
it, it <laughs> yeah. Hey, it gets lonely so, during the pandemic. We all got a little yeah, but, but it was in the middle of the pandemic, so uh, no one could guess what happened. Or, or <laughs> we, have, we have several problems. People are dying, and now uh, you cannot change your gender without uh, uh, a trace in your ID. And uh, with, with the relationship with Putin, I guess it's, uh, it's, it's very interesting for me because uh, I studied law and I studied also in Moscow uh, um, uh, uh, Russian constitutional law, which is quite absurd, I, I must admit. Uh, and uh, 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 Viktor Orban is, um, uh, I guess, uh, it started out as an opportunist approach that yeah we are uh, if we have no money from the european union we will, we will get money from china and we will uh, get uh, some support from russia we will build a russian uh, nuclear uh, plant uh, we will uh, nuclear power plant we will um, have some russian invest uh, investments we will have a russian bank uh, in Hungary, that is uh, uh, FSB, uh, the uh, Russian CIA uh, sure. cover body in Hungary, but we support it very gladly. And uh, I guess the the biggest pitfall uh, in the last uh, two months was that uh, all the diplomatic uh, exchanges uh, were decoded by the Russians and they read all the diplomatic exchanges in the Hungarian uh, um, uh, foreign Ministry of Foreign Affairs. And it came out that it was not a beautiful hacking or, or like a Mission Impossible uh, movie, because the password was secret zero one. <laughs> and uh, and it, if it was cracked, then they uh, switched it to uh, secret zero two. No. Yeah. I get it. That's my password. I change yeah, it. Yeah. Tell me it's easy to crack. That's that, a usual if, if that gets cracked, it becomes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. But yeah, I capitalize but, the the S at secret. That's yeah, 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 yeah. But I guess it's point. not the biggest uh, or or the safest password, even for diplomatic exchanges. And so what did they uh, find when they, with the hacking, what did they find? The hacking. They found all the diplomatic uh, uh, emails. So it, uh, it, it wasn't revealed uh, what were those uh, emails because it's top secret. Okay, so okay. It, it wasn't shared with the public, but it, uh, it's clear that, uh, uh, that uh, the Russian uh, Spies know everything about Hungary. Or, for example, there is uh, several thousand Russian uh, engineers uh, or workers who are uh, uh, working at the um, Poksh. It is the city where the power plant is, the nuclear power plant uh, is uh, situated. And uh, the Hungarian um, agencies have not enough people speaking Russian to check their background. So a lot of spies potentially are just um, walking around in Hungary without knowing what, what is uh, happening. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's quite strange. And it is the unofficial part of it. And the official part is that um, uh, um, in Hungary, the oil company, is uh, called MOL, um, 
and uh, we are mainly using Russian oil uh, for the economy. And it is a problem because Russian oil is a, a heavy oil. So it is uh, quite a, a different uh, refinery technique to refine this oil, the oil that we can import from uh, Africa or from the States. And that's why if uh, it is cut off, then the Hungarian economy will collapse. So it will cause major problems for us. Yeah. And, uh, and it is now a problem, but we built uh, our economy on that one, which was the main problem. So um, <clears throat> we were very closely connected uh, 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 energetically uh, with the Russians. And now we have no escape route because we have a power plant built power plant built by the Russians, and we have all the natural resources coming from Russia. And in Hungary, uh, for example, it, it isn't possible to build a wind uh, a power plant or a, a wind um, a windmill. Uh, mill, windmill or something like that. Uh, because there is a regulation that it has to be 10 kilometers from the closest uh, village, and which makes totally impossible to make. That's why uh, no, renew, uh, no renewables are available for us to have uh, alternative energy sources. So that's why uh, politically and, um, uh, and economically, we, we are in this part very closely connected. And... Uh, and I guess uh, also some ideas are coming uh, from Russia. We are following Russia in, in, uh, in five years with a five years lag <laughs> in that way. So first in Russia, it was also the an important issue that the gay people, because uh, uh, the Russian idea is that Russia is a beautiful a virgin uh, uh, who uh, is uh, <laughs> beautiful virgin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who will be raped by the Western uh, democracy? So it is oh. the, Oh, yeah. Uh, well, they're so good looking. Uh, the, they're beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. West can't exactly. help themselves. <laughs> yeah, and gay people and Western people are very closely connected, if you haven't known that. Sure. Yes. Uh, and, that's why I'm a plus. Uh, Most of us yeah, are gay. That's, that's why. <laughs> LGBTQ, lactose, gluten, and the other uh, stuff. <laughs> and uh, that's why that's uh, why we are following this trend that, yeah, the gay people are uh, bad. But it is uh, very interesting because we have to make some kind of double talk because we are in the European Union where it is not acceptable. And yeah. we get uh, billions of euros uh, support from the EU. And uh, and. Uh, we have to double talk that, yeah, we love gay people, but not that much. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the best breakdown of how you skirt the Russia EU yeah. like yeah. line I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw you take a break real quick. We got to take a break, Cap. We're already we're already halfway through this thing. But when we come back, I want to learn more about your uh, the, the Hungary's connection with the EU and mm -hmm. Also, how how uh, Orban came to be. But before before that, Kaplan, we are part of the world's smartest podcast network. It is us lost in America. It is Dr. Andrea Jones Roy and the Majoring in Everything podcast. And it is Professor Andrew Heaton. These people are also comedians. If you want to, uh, they're not just boring doctors and professors. Andrew Heaton actually isn't even a isn't even a professor. <laughs> He's a fraud. 
He's a complete fraud. We just call him that because if you ever have lunch with him, he will will carry himself as a professor. He He wears patches on his jackets. That's exactly it. Yeah. So Professor Andrew Eaton is the political orphanage podcast. It's for everyone who's in to interested in American politics, but they don't cleanly fit into the right or the left. You're the orphans. You go go listen to him. He has great guests on. He had Andrew Yang on not too long ago. Uh, Gary Johnson's been on there. A bunch of great people. And uh, Andrea Jones-Roy majoring in everything. She learns about everything. So people come on and tell her about everything. <laughs> people, except for that. She hasn't had us on yet, but we will eventually get Still on. waiting there. on my <laughs> invite. <laughs> exactly. At some point, I'm going to stop promoting her show. Yeah. If she doesn't invite me, it's a, I'm now it's a, what do you call that? Blackmail is what I'm yeah. doing. Put me on well, your show or it's over. Yeah. And he and Shaw, I listened to it last week and he had a guest on who was laughing at every one of his jokes. Like it was the funniest thing ever. And I got angry at our guests. I'm like they never laugh like that. Sure. <laughs> well, he can maybe now find a new sidekick. You should get that guy on all. Of, you need a laugh. Yeah, it, it was a woman. She had a great laugh. It was like, yeah, oh, it's like a Robin better. Quivers. He found his Robin Quivers. Yeah, I was going to say you get a laughing woman and then now all he but, needs yeah, a weatherman and then they're good to go. Drive, <laughs> and then he's crapping yeah, the weather. <laughs> now, Kaplan, anyway. a word from our local sponsor. All right, we're back. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you very much. Keeping the lights on over here. Keeping the Zoom going. Keeping the Zoom um, going. All right, we're back yeah. with uh, Gergay. So we got into, so we now know that why Russia, why Hungary is so connected with Russia. How did I, and I want to get into EU in a minute, but let's go backwards a little bit. When Orban got elected in 2010, was did he present himself that he was going to be this strongman type or did he change over the course of being really prime minister of the world? It was, I guess, the main difference uh, was not that he will be the strong guy or not. The main difference was the relation towards Russia, because he originally and even during his first period, or first term, uh, he was uh, a rather anti-Russian politician. But after then, uh, there was a meeting uh, uh, in Moscow. No one knows what happened, Mm, but something was offered or or told or happened. And uh, after that came a very swift change, which uh, caused a very big break, uh, 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 even in the Fidesz uh, Fidesz supporters, and there was a, a, a the strongman, uh, the economic strongman called Shimichko, um, and uh, he break up with Orban and uh, brought with him all the media, all the support, and then he was totally. Um, uh, uh, totally uh, economically and uh, and uh, 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 in a human way killed. So he is still alive, but everything was I, I not confiscated, but all his economical interests and everything was channeled back to uh, 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 people loyal to Fidesz, which which is very interesting because in Russia there was a system. 
or there is a system uh, very similar uh, to, to Hungary where the politics control the economics. There is a, a state capture, but state has captured the economic world. And in Hungary, it is the same that the, the government is uh, ruling all the economy. In, in some countries, there is a very strong economy like in the US, and there is a different state capture where the economic interests or the uh, lobby uh, uh, interests are uh, taking over the government. But in Hungary, it is that's why very strange because politics has nothing to do with, uh, with economics in Hungary. So are not, they are not real professionals in that part, but uh, trying to get all the positions in the Hungarian uh, Hungarian financial world, uh, buying out banks, uh, 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 ruling all the um, or, or um, using all the EU resources to channel back to these uh, Fidesz supporting companies and people. And, so, and um, I was going to say for the the Fidesz was founded right as a party that was anti communism, right? I mean, anti communist, so, anti, anti Russia, right? So how did they square? Did he have to make deals? I mean, it's amazing to square it with the people, the party leaders and everything. I mean, I think he, we know what happened, Captain. Yeah. He went to Moscow. He got peed on. They had video. <laughs> they they video. came back and all of a sudden he supports Russia. <laughs> yeah. It's a familiar I, story. Because his first time here. around, he was he was a very he was an anti-Russian uh, leader, as you said. So it must have honey yeah. pot. Honey pot. I, you you yeah. answered it for me, Turner. You're well, the shower. <laughs> Why yeah. am I even asking? I know what it's happened. It's a simple explanation. Anytime it, a country's leader it, if anytime a leader is anti-Russian, would they, they go to Russia two weeks later, they come back pro-Russian. I can't resist getting peed on over there. I, th- I don't think they're getting paid to do this. I think they're getting peed on to do this. I think yeah, it's, but- they set them up with a type of prostitute. We've already said they're attractive people over there. They can't resist and away they go. Yeah. And just, just another thought about this, that uh, we were for 40 years, more, uh, more, more than 40 years uh, uh, a communist country. And uh, in Hungary, uh, sometimes we are not looking for solutions. We are uh, looking for leaders. You know Mm. that uh, if there is a problem, then we are not trying to solve this problem, but looking for someone to blame or someone to solve the problem <laughs> instead of us. Yes. And uh, it's it's and, and it is his character that uh, yes, I will solve everything personally. Like um, uh, sounds like familiar. a plumber that uh, yeah. if you call me, call uh, eleven plumber. Uh, Victor and I will solve your problem. So it's typical, for example, that the the teachers have very bad salaries in Hungary. So uh, 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 after us in Europe, uh, there is only uh, North Macedonia, Macedonia and Serbia that has lower uh, salaries um, for teachers. And uh, uh, they didn't raise their salaries in decades, uh, really. Uh, just a small amount, which is not really um, not uh, really considerable for them. But uh, we have fixed some prices in the shops that they can buy some parts of the chicken and they can buy... Uh, just buy, teachers? Uh, uh, no, for everyone, oh, okay. because oh. it is the thinking that we won't uh, solve your problem, but there is a leader who will uh, 
Give you a free chicken. Yeah, give you free chicken. Only, only it's like free in chicken. New Jack City. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that turkey's like. We're Christmas. not gonna make things. We're not gonna give you more money, but we'll make certain things cheaper. When the drug dealers hand out turkeys on Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what everyone, everyone in the neighborhood. He comes around. <laughs> yes, but it, it's very strange because uh, in Hungary, from 1990s, there is capitalism. So there is a market economy. And after, uh, I guess it's uh, uh, 32 years of market economy, return back to communism is like uh, you moving back uh, to your mother, then you <laughs> exactly. are 70. <laughs> So it's it's not a real cool thing to do. It's very millennial. Moving back in with your yeah, parents, yeah. and uh, that's the, right. the economy. Let's get into the EU. So now, Orban has this link with Russia. He's dependent on Russia because of the oil and the energy and all that. And also, he got uh, peed on allegedly. So <laughs> or paid off, or yeah, something happened. <laughs> something Probably happened. peed on. What is? Yeah, but, but, but but just just one moment because it, it, the hilarious uh, uh, and it will come to the EU yeah. that there is the guy who wrote the Hungarian Constitution uh, allegedly on an iPad. Uh, <laughs> oh, the new Constitution, right? He wrote. Yeah, mentioned he wrote the, a new Constitution, constitution when he came in in 2011. Is, yeah, uh, while watching yeah. Game of Thrones. And, uh, <laughs> This guy was caught in Brussels in an orgy, in a gay orgy. I, I meant to, I meant, I remember that. Oh, yes. We, yeah, that was, we mentioned that some, I think on the pod a few years ago, Terry. Yeah, <laughs> with some uh, drugs in his backpack. And he was climbing down uh, on the plumbing. Or Is his I name also know. John Hancock? <laughs> yeah. John Hancock yeah. was in an orgy. True story. A professional, yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I have we have very close uh, connection with Brussels, and it was because of all the, the learning about gay in school. Is that is, that's why they yeah changed yeah maybe oh maybe his or, his orgy problem. was in Brussels yeah this orgy was in Brussels in the middle of the pandemic so uh, the, yes. the police came because it wasn't allowed to gather over ten people so it was a quite nice orgy if oh, there were a, more than ten more people. than they weren't social distancing that was the problem with the orgy. <laughs> Yeah, they weren't yeah, wearing yeah. masks and it was more than 10 people. They were six yeah, feet yeah, apart. Yeah. And it was all men, right? There was like it was a gay orgy. We, yeah, we, yeah. Yes, it was so maybe yeah. the invitation didn't reach the, the women. So <laughs> I also want to say that because as I've been studying Hungary, uh Orban, Victor Orban, your prime minister, keeps lashing out at Brussels and he's like, What is Brussels? This is a message to Brussels. And I'm like, What yeah. what's going on in Brussels? And I realized <laughs> the Brussels? EU is headquartered in Brussels. Yeah, that's like yeah. saying Washington CC, the elites in Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you want to be a real that's American pencil blowhard, complain about Brussels if you want to complain about the EU. <laughs> if you want to be cultural. Yeah. yeah. So he's <laughs> so so not only are you you're in this weird spot where you're friendly with Russia. Um, but you're also part of the European Union. So I saw that you joined in 2004, joined the European Union. And I, it's one of those things where uh, everyone now want, every, most of the European Union wants to support Ukraine, but Hungary under no circumstances will support Ukraine because of what you've just told us. So now they're at this spot where they're at odds with the European Union. And I just read, um, the European Union is considering taking funding away. Well, let's say this. What I read was that or another way Orban main, maintains control <clears throat> in Hungary is the European Union gives money to every one of their countries every year. And usually you spend it on infrastructure and just like building your country. 
Orban takes it personal, takes the money personally and spends it for his party or for his reelection campaign. Is that part? Is that true? Yeah, uh, partly. It is more sophisticated than that. So there is a lot of stuff built in Hungary from EU funds. Uh, That means roads, uh, railroads, uh, and even uh, thermal uh, 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 spa for horse rehabilitation. Okay, a spa for horse rehabilitation. Yeah, so it is a quite diverse uh, okay. funding from the EU, and uh, uh, some I'm of that. <laughs> the, some of the contractors are uh, from the near uh, friendship class, classmates or other <laughs> friends of Orban, hmm. uh, who who own also um, a lot of media outlets. The so the money flows and gets back uh, to the campaign and uh, uh, supports the Fidesz for the next win. But uh, but the strangest thing is really that uh, we are referring uh, the European Union that we are a member state of uh, as Brussels. So as, as, uh, as, as I would uh, uh, address my family with my address. Uh, yes. That uh, that that uh, not my dad. family, but Korvinsétanyolc or uh, or Regent Street Five. So it's it's quite uh, insane uh, from us. And um, there was a so-called Eastern opening when we started to uh, deal uh, or trade uh, with uh, China and Russia and Kazakhstan and quite. Uh, Strange countries, Big but but it, it's our not comparable. Countries. It's not comparable with the trade relationships with the EU and even with the funds of EU. For, for example, there is a, um, a, a railroad built from Chinese funding in Hungary, uh, which will be a return on investment uh, in thousand years. But, uh, thousand years is a bit more than Hungary exists. The return so, on investment uh, will take a thousand years for for China or for the Hungary? For for Hungary. I was going to say, probably for not Hungary. for China. Yeah, <laughs> for China, it is a one year return on investment. For us, it is a thousand years. Yeah. You, you paid to have it built. Because I know China sometimes go to countries and will just put in infrastructure yeah, yeah, yeah. to form a bond. Yeah. But that's not the way it went. Yet. Yeah, so that's why it is strange because the EU is funding us, so giving us a lot of money. Uh, And uh, now uh, there is a legal procedure, which was accepted last year, and then it was contested by the Hungarian state at the European Court of Justice. But they uh, told that, yes, it's uh, totally all right to connect the funds uh, uh, with uh, the rule of law. And that's why now they started this procedure, which is uh, quite... uh, uh, quick in terms of the EU. So what we expect uh, that the funds, uh, if there is no deal, will be cancelled uh, by set by the end of September or uh, the beginning of October. So that will be a huge, uh, uh, huge hit for the Hungarian economy and for the government because it, this month we have reached eighty three percent of the total um, uh, 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 um, goal in the uh, uh, state budget. So, um, Wait, so the spendings. 
And then um, so eighty three percent of the budget comes from the European no, Union. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, by now we have reached eighty three percent of deficit. Got it. Okay. So as so, just to recap, the European Union gives money to Hungary every year to spend on all types of projects. But yeah. the European Union is now threatening to stop that, stop giving the yeah. money. And this would be the first time in history, I read. The European Union has never done this to another country. And it brings up the limits of power of the European Union. Because when the EU was small, it was easy to kind of, everyone kind of agreed. It was Germany and like a couple other countries. And they agreed on most stuff. As the EU gets larger and larger, you're going to have governments that don't agree with Brussels, if you want to call it Brussels anymore, right? And Hungary is now the first major case of this. And so the EU to flex their power is now threatening to take away that funding. Are they taking the funding away because of um, Hungary won't agree with them on the war in Ukraine? Or is it because of how the funding's being used locally? No, it's uh, the Ukraine is uh, independent from that. So this okay. proceedings or this procedure started uh, way before uh, the uh, Russian-Ukrainian uh, war. So uh, the uh, uh, Ukrainian um, uh, situation it is, a, is an addition to this whole uh, Got it. Uh, okay. proceedings. But it, and so it's mostly because of how they're spending the money? How Victor Yeah, uh, because uh, Brussels is saying that... Uh, uh, we are um, uh, um, arguing that uh, it is our uh, problem that how we treat gay people and how we treat the gender issues. But uh, Brussels' main problem or the EU's main problem is uh, that the spending uh, of the European funds is not transparent. For example, we haven't joined the uh, OLAF uh, or we haven't joined the uh, um, uh, anti-corruption uh, attorney's office in the uh, uh, or uh, anti-corruption uh, office in the EU because it is volunta- uh, voluntary. And even now, there was someone arrested, uh, 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 deputy chief uh, in the um, ministry who is uh, dealing with the uh, European. Uh, uh, with the corruption about European funds. So the anti-corruption guy was uh, arrested uh, and they found, I guess, 180 million foreigns uh, in a cupboard. And uh, he told that it was uh, uh, raised by his uh, uh, mother for his uh, pension, for her pension. So uh, that's that's the main problem that uh, one... Um, Ministry is uh, uh, giving the funds uh, uh, for the companies or for the projects, and the same ministry is checking uh, yes. uh, the funds. Yeah, they'll and police themselves. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah. Uh, as you see, it's not very effective. <laughs> sure. And would this be something? Because it seems like now Orban has won. It's, you have an election every four years, correct? Yeah. So he's, so he's four won years. three he times won. in a row. And is there any limit or can he go forever if he keeps winning? He, he can go forever. So there is no limit uh, okay. for him. So even Russia, there was a limit that they lifted after sure. and they switched places, Medvedev and Putin. But in Hungary, is no such limit. There was uh, 
suggestions that uh, there shall be a limit. But for example, uh, the president of the state has a two terms limit, but uh, one uh, term is five years. That's so more after 10 right? years, they change now. So there was Janusz Ader, uh, and I guess t- from today, there is Katalin Novak, another uh, president of the state in Hungary. But the prime minister is the main. He's unlimited, unlimited. And he's in control. And, and w- did that start yeah. with the new constitution that, that he used, you mentioned they wrote, or was that always the case? Is that it one- was always the oh, case. Okay. After the uh, change, or I guess even in the communist era, there was no limit for <laughs> well, yeah. uh, running for a president. <laughs> but it's interesting because uh, he's the longest reigning uh, Hungarian uh, 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 prime minister or the longest uh, time in office for a prime minister in Hungary. So I would imagine. So the question is, will he ever lose? And I, you know, maybe, maybe not. But I think that if the if the EU funding got cut off, if the EU stops giving Hungary money, w- would that make the economy collapse? I mean, what's more important, important to Hungary? The EU funding or Russia. the oil from Russia? Because it's 60 percent of the oil, right? I mean, 60 percent. of the Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, the best uh, solution would be, as, as we did it uh, until now, this double speaking, double living, double diplomacy. Playing that, both sides. That we yeah. got uh, the oil and we got also the uh, uh, also the European funds or European funding. But I guess in, in the present form, it won't work forever because the European Union is uh, trying to be tough in this matter. And also... Uh, um, Hungary or the government is trying to send messages. For example, there is an independent uh, representative in the parliament who just uh, funded the party called Hooksit, like Brexit, just uh, with ah. uh, Hooksit. Uh, sending the message, yes, if you do not fund us, then we will leave the. Oh, Europe it's like breaking up with someone before they break up with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not in the government, but someone close to the government has uh, started a party with the, this name. And what so, would it? I mean, like to leave the European Union, right? But Is what? You, but if you leave the yeah, yeah, yeah. European Union, what are, who knows how much longer Russia? You know, like Russia isn't exactly dominating this war here. You know, like it, it might not be a great backup plan just to hang with Russia. I mean, who knows? I, I don't think I don't think that uh, it's a good idea to hang with Russia because we get <laughs> we got oil, but uh, uh, if we be a part of Russia, yes, we got oil, but uh, we will be a member state of the Russian Federation. Which yeah, you'll is, join guess, Belarus, which right? is and yeah, all the other. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not a, a beautiful future for Hungary, who fought uh, for uh, uh, his independence or its independence twice against the Russians. I mean, so yeah, the Russians sent 18... the tanks into Budapest, right? In the, in the famous... yeah, in, yeah. 18, uh, in in 1956, yes. Mm. So, so it's uh, I, 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 it's a, it's a strange. Uh, situation what we're in now and what about the i was reading about the visgrad group i might be pronouncing that wrong but basically Visegrad, Visegrad, which is czech republic poland slovakia hungary hungary and slovenia is that right it's like ex-communist it's it's slovakia czech uh, republic and poland and hungary as a force okay so four countries and it's this kind of coalition 
to uh, work alliance to work together on things. But I've read that it's now breaking down because of the war in Ukraine. The other countries are all pro-Ukraine, right? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's quite logical because Poland is a really uh, uh, anti-Russian uh, country. It is, I guess, in the European uh, Union, the Baltics, and Poland has the worst uh, historical experience or historic experience with uh, Russia. That's why they don't uh, forget those things, and. Um, uh, Hungary is uh, it's it's not a, a organic organical part or organic part of this cooperation now. And there was a, a joke that there is the uh, Visegrad one because it's called uh, Visegrad four, so it's a Visegrad one. We are cooperating with ourselves. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a coalition it, of one because the other countries. Like the Czech yeah. Republic, I believe in Slovakia used to have right wing leaders, right? And now they've they've nationalist leaders. Now they don't. And Poland has a right wing leader, but he's yeah. clearly on the side of Ukraine, not Russia. So Orban's sort of left on an island, is what you're. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but it's a very important issue. There are uh, uh, a lot of joint interests in the European Union, but uh, I guess the existence or the sheer existence of your country is uh, a priority because uh, if Russia invades you, then uh, I guess that gay rights uh, won't really matter. <laughs> it, it, it won't be your first problem. It's a great point. Teaching, yeah. Uh, yeah, homosexual literature to uh, fifteen-year-olds yeah, yeah. won't be it's, number one. Self-preservation. No, or what? What is your uh, gender in your ID? It yeah. doesn't matter if it's a Russian ID. Who cares if yeah. you're dead? <laughs> We're yeah. dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What I want to ask about you. So yeah. you opened. You opened the first comedy club in hung in Hungary. Yeah, eighteen years ago, I guess. Wow, yeah. cool. Predate Orban. And what's the name? <laughs> the club still exists. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. We have now hundred clubs in Hungary, uh, Wait, and uh, you have hundred comedy clubs. Yeah, uh, we have oh. our main venue in Budapest, and uh, we have a regular performance at hundred uh, venues in in Hungary and in other parts uh, of Europe as well. Because there are a lot of Hungarians living in London, uh, Munich. Or Brussels. <laughs> I know some uh, in the East Village here in New York. If you want to open one up here, yeah, I guess there were uh, two performers from us performing in New York uh, for okay. for Hungarians living in uh, in the U.S. What's the name uh, of your club? It's uh, Duma Sinhas. It's uh, if you translate it, it's uh, Talk Theater or something like that. That's so cool. And what um, what size venue is the club in in Budapest? Yes, we have a 240 uh, uh, seats club and we have a smaller room. It's uh, 74, 75 people, but uh, it is the same like like in the world. So we have also arena performances. So we have we performed uh, before 5,000 people or in a, even 10,000 people. So it's, it's quite a huge uh, in Hungary. That's great. And, and does when, the government um, affect you at all? Like, do you, is there any, like, can you as a comedian say what you want on stage? And, yeah. 
Yeah, totally. So if if you do not perform in the state television, there is no restrictions. So we are performing also on Comedy Central, so there are also no restrictions. It's a quite <laughs> quite strict Viacom standard that there is no censorship, which is which makes us very happy. What happens if you decide to give five minutes to the opposition leader, though? <laughs> that could be the put them on. Yeah, I, I put them on Comedy Central. We, yeah, we are not uh, we are not politicians, uh, but. Uh, yeah. uh, we are trying also to somehow um, talk about these those issues. So we have a, a, a online um, show. We uh, have a monthly show about the current situation, political issues, and other stuff, which is quite popular in Hungary. And when you started your club eighteen years ago, was stand-up comedy already popular in the country? No, there was no stand-up comedians in Hungary. No one knew what stand-up comedy is at all because uh, we had only HBO and they showed very limited uh, number of uh, of uh, stand-up shows in Hungary. So we had to introduce uh, even the genre. Uh, uh, to to the people of Hungary. And we and had to find performers and so on and so on. How did That's you amazing. know it personally? Because I've heard uh, as, uh, when I was 17 years old, there was an HBO show, um, which was a licensed show um, in in uh, Czech Republic and Romania and even in Hungary. And they were, um, it was a talent show and they try to find the comedians and uh, perform there. And I performed there as well. It was not classic stand-up comedy, but uh, it made me uh, interested. What, what, what is this uh, uh, thing? And I started to watch it and uh, uh, I traveled a lot to the US or UK and went to clubs. Or, or Germany, uh, the famous German <laughs> uh, comedy scene, uh, and uh, and uh, I, I try to collect the information, how to do it properly, and uh, we had a lot of uh, connections with U.S. comedians in, in Hungary, and uh, they made workshops here and master classes, which were very useful for us. Who did you have come to uh, or make make the workshops? Which comedians? Uh, uh, we had um, a, a UK comedian called Dave Thompson. Okay. Uh, and we had, um, I have to, I have very bad. Uh, oh, it's okay. Uh, what about, who were the first comedians you found that you liked watching? Like if you found them through, I guess that would be before the internet, 18 years ago? Was, it was the internet, but it wasn't YouTube. It was. Did you find yeah. him on the internet or how did you find these comedians? It was on internet and it was also some shows on HBO in the late uh, late uh, uh, night. Uh, uh, Do you remember guess, your favorite comedians early on? Uh, it's hard to remember what what was on. I I bought a lot of DVDs and uh, my my first DVD was uh, a, a Richard Pryor. DVD, oh, which was wow, like, like <laughs> a, I guess when he first uh, performed uh, for for the audience, that oh, that's that's something. That's how and I, I had also some Robin Williams uh, stuff and uh, Eddie Murphy. What oh, we had, what what I could buy, 
but it was coded DVD. So uh, the Hungarian DVD players didn't uh, uh, play it. So it had to make some tricks too, because it, there was a region, uh, regional yeah. code. Yeah. Pal. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, wow. Old and days. So when you brought yeah, yeah, yeah. stand up to your club, when you open the club, you also then have to train people. You give people stage time. Like you have to cultivate a whole scene of comedians. You have to bring, yeah. you have to introduce even the comedians to the comedy, right? Yeah, yeah. It was a very small venue uh, in the city of Budapest. Uh, 70 people could be seated. And sometimes uh, there were not only uh, 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 punters or <laughs> audience, but also regular guests who didn't know about the whole thing. And they shouted, that, shut up, I, I want to talk to my friends. Oh, yeah. you did. We call that surprise comedy. Yeah, yeah, you're surprising it, it was the audience. Surprise for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a comedy show. Surprise. Yeah, yeah, and and a lot of people didn't understand what is uh, uh, what this thing is all about because it was uh, really a word of mouth that brought us the comedians or the candidates for the uh, for the talent shows or the open mics. And there were very strange guys. There was a guy uh, standing on stage with a chicken. And the chicken laid two eggs uh, during his performance, and he forgot totally, uh, completely about the chicken. So it was uh, that was his uh, show. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, and there was another guy dancing with a sex doll on on stage. Okay, but he but he uh, forgot to bring the CD with him, and that's why I told the audience that you have to uh, uh, imagine. Uh, the song and everyone <laughs> there was a numb, numb silence everybody sitting there and he was in dancing with with a rubber doll so it i mean very, something... very strange moments so i also started uh, a club in a scene i started my comedy career in china and there was no comedy at all and i similar experience in the sense that when there when no one is influenced by previous stand-up comedians it makes the imagination like it it becomes they can do whatever they want because they don't think yeah. of the restrictions of what you're allowed to do what you're not allowed to do. so sure someone's standing on chains i remember some guy i remember drew fralick uh, this is friend of ours comedian but early on didn't know what to do so he he had people dress up like ninjas and like pop out of the audience and attack him on stage and that was part of his show. And I don't even know what he was doing, but you could do anything, yeah. you know, it was this crazy thing. Uh, so cool. And then eventually you, you comedy central came to Hungary and you became the head of comedy central, right? For yeah. Hungary. Yeah. Uh, I, I was first hired as a project manager because I'm originally a lawyer and they told me that they know that I started the comedy scene, that part of the comedy scene. And uh, I was, uh, uh I won the award uh, of the best comedian in Hungary uh, when I was very young. And uh, they th uh, thought that it's a good idea that I'm a, a lawyer and I'm, uh, uh, I'm a comedian that uh, as a project manager, uh, let's do it. Uh, uh, 
in Hungary. And uh, after I finished the job, so there was up and running, the channel was up and running. They told me that uh, let's stay with us and be the director of the channel. And after that, I started to help out the Polish uh, colleagues with uh, launching the first uh, show on Comedy Central. They even worked in Russia, uh, launching the Paramount Comedy Channel in Russia wow. and started the Romanian, the Serbian stand-up uh, scene and uh, the show so it was very we undersold very it. funny because i had to somehow understand what they they were uh, uh, saying when what what were the punchlines and, and try to uh, study polish in half year in a half a year oh which God. was uh, quite uh, a big so you started comedy central in all these countries yeah, in some countries I started the, the whole channel. In some countries I started the local uh, stand-up show, the Comedy Central presence. Yeah, because I remember when Comedy Central opened in Asia, most of the programming would just be shows from the U.S. But then, but then they started building their own local shows and like a stand-up showcase. Where we, I always tried to get on it, and then I was told. Um, after a couple of years that uh, I was white and they don't want white people on Comedy Central Asia. They're like, we're looking yeah. for Asian cultural appropriation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or yeah, whatever you want to call it. You can call it racism, <laughs> but whatever. Sure. Cultural. <laughs> I was somehow appropriating their culture. Yeah. Um, anyway, point is uh, that's awesome. That's very cool. It, it was fun. I have to tell you that my, my, uh, the, the, there were moments that I remember uh, even now that, uh, for example, in Russia, there was a casting. And in Russia, it is there was a hard censorship. And uh, local guys told me that there are certain issues, for example, politics, you don't talk about. Mm. And mm. in But in Russia, there is no political correctness at all. So zero, I guess, why they I love guess them. the minus. So if you are politically minus. incorrect, that is the standard. No cancel culture but, in Russia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but there was a performer from Belarus uh, uh, who escaped from them to Russia. Good idea. And, uh, <laughs> this is not Misha. And, and his act was, you have to check it out on YouTube. There is a, a video where uh, Putin and Medvedev are playing badminton. And but he commented this commented uh, on their game. in a very funny way. And uh, I, it, I, I didn't understand everything in Russian, but it, uh, what I understood was hilarious. And they told me that, uh, uh, please don't try it on the show because you will be arrested and the channel closed down. So uh, oh boy. not a very good idea. Yeah, so don't, not for TV. It's, you can do it in the club, yeah. but not Who doesn't TV. notice the comedians in the, on the stage, but yeah, put it on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, thank wow, you so amazing. much for doing this this show, man. Uh, Gergay Likoy. So, uh, so great to have you. We have a true legend, a comedy yeah. legend, Eastern European comedy legend on the show. Very exciting. Uh, that is it. Uh, we enjoyed learning about Victor Orban. We'll see what happens soon. We'll see. It is interesting, this poll between the U European Union and Russia, which way to go, you know. Hopefully yeah, stay in the middle. I, I, I just just one addition to that to that sure. because uh, if you are editing this, then I checked the numbers for the voters and then now the letters oh. came in. So uh, altogether it was more than three million votes for okay. Orban. 
More than you three got, million. Sounds good. We had some late arriving yeah. votes. Some mail votes came in while we were doing this podcast. Yeah, yeah. the votes are still they're still being tallied. <laughs> the vote machine. You're, you're over yeah. there checking the numbers. He's our Kornacki over there. He's right. Yeah, that yeah. is it. Good okay, Litcoin. Thank you for doing the show. Uh, where George can people Soros, find you? you? I know I've seen videos of you on YouTube. And our audience, even though they speak English, they like watching videos in other languages. It's just stand-up videos. So where, where should people find your, your comedy? Uh, you can find it on YouTube or on Facebook. Uh, there is a very funny uh, uh, Facebook video on the uh, page of the Hungarian Greenpeace that I did uh, 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 about the Hungarian lake, uh, uh, which is a national park, and they're trying to build a 100-unit uh, uh, apartment hotel. <laughs> and I made a <laughs> funny funny video about this because it's quite unique, I guess. No, Not a lot of people are doing that in the co- uh, comedian community. Amazing. All right, awesome. Gergay Litkoy, thank you for doing it. Kaplan, that is it. What should we do? Excellent podcast. Thanks so much. And it's time we get lost. Get lost. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.